Hello everyone and welcome back to The Deeper Meeting. My name is Peter Byrne and I help young entrepreneurs navigate the challenges of starting out that nobody else is talking about. So if you're someone who's tired of feeling like your idols are unrelatable and you wanna hear about real challenges and how to overcome them, then you're gonna to wanna to listen in. Check this out. So today's shout out's gonna be just a little bit different because I don't actually know this person yet. I met his mom a couple of weeks ago at a sound bath healing. It was pretty cool. We had this nice ceremony. No, I shouldn't call it a ceremony. We had this nice experience on the beach with some sound healing, some singing bowls, some triangles, and the frequencies to get you thinking just right and in that perfect headspace. So I met his mom there. She, uh, we got to talking about what I do. She mentioned her son does all of this really cool stuff. Oh, and by the way, he's going to be an astronaut. So go check out Justin's stuff. Uh, I can't wait to see this guy on the moon because obviously he's going to go there. He looks like the kind of guy who once he puts his mind to it, he's going to make it happen. So Justin, we will all see you on the moon very soon. And I'd like to give a very special thank you to the sponsor of today's episode, my OCD, because you have no idea how long it takes me just to think of who to shout out and who to, who to sponsor this episode. So thank you, OCD, for making me take a long ass time to do anything. You're the bomb. These claims have not been evaluated or confirmed by a professional psychologist. Please take what you will. All right, listen, I'm feeling a little playful this morning, so I thought it would be kind of fun if I went ahead and I interviewed myself, kind of, asked myself some questions that if I had a gazillion listeners, I'd imagine they'd have these same questions. So for all of you future fans who aren't listening yet, but will be, here is my bio. So I should start off maybe by saying this. This is going to be interesting for me because for a really long time and still I kind of struggle to speak about myself at all. Not like what I struggle with, not like what problems I'm having or not like these random thoughts that I have in my mind that I like to explore, but like talking about myself in a more positive light. So it's always been a challenge for me to sit down and give myself actual kudos for the things that I do well. And what better place to stretch the limits of my comfort zone than right here on this podcast with all of you. And I know this is off topic, but I just can't really, I really, I can't help myself. I have to go here. Like, it's so interesting that it bothers me to talk about myself in any way, shape, or form in a positive light. I shouldn't say bothers, but I struggle to do it. I don't enjoy it that much. Ah, that's not even true. I do enjoy it, but I'm afraid to do it. I'm afraid to do it, I think, because I don't want anyone to think poorly of me. And it always goes back to that stupid people-pleasing bullshit. But like, I don't want somebody to look at me and say, oh, what a douchebag. Like, he actually likes himself. Because somewhere along the lines, I learned that if you like yourself, you're a fucking douchebag. And I don't know where that came from. I don't know. I don't understand because it's not true. It goes against everything I really 
believe in. It goes against everything I try to help and share other people for other people. It, it's it's crazy. It's madness. So here we go. I'm gonna give myself some kudos today. You could tell me if I'm being a massive douchebag or if I actually have something worth being proud of. Let's get some of these silly ones out of the way. So we'll start here. Where do I live? I live in Queens, New York. So as I like to joke with my friends, anytime I'm in Long Island or elsewhere, uh, I'm always like, yo, I'm from Queens, bitch. That don't scare me. Uh, even though I'm from the softest possible part of Queens, fresh meadows, fresh ghettos. But yeah, so I'm from Queens, bitch. Don't mess with me. How about what's my favorite color? Do you even care? Like, do people actually really care what people's favorite color is? Or is that just like a silly icebreaker to make everyone feel like they have something to contribute to the room? Well, my favorite color is like a green blue, like a like that color you would see if you're looking down in the Caribbean, like from an aerial view onto a coral reef, like that green blue. Also just so happens to be the color of my girlfriend's eyes. And I guess that's a, a good segue into uh, relationship status. Uh, obviously taken, yes, taken for eight whole years. Yeah, it's been awesome. All right, how about pets? Do I have pets? I have actually in my house is like a zoo. I live at home. Uh, I live with my five, well, my four siblings. I am number two of five. My two parents. And actually, my sister's uh, husband, who rec they recently got married back in December or, yeah, December or January. One of those two. December 2020, January 2021. So he's moved in since. Uh, it's been fun. We actually just bought a TV. We play some Call of Duty. It's really nice. I enjoy that. Uh, anyway, my house is like a zoo, not just because of the wild-ass people and the stupid amount of people who live here, but also because we have one dog. We had two. Unfortunately, one of ours passed back in December. Rest in peace, Faye. We love you. Um, I have two fish tanks. One sits on my desk. It's really small. It's cool. Just plants in there. Uh, one is a 55 gallon. I've got a bunch of different kinds of fish in there. Real plants. All of my tanks are planted tanks. Um, I have a a uh, gecko. What is, what is she called? A fancy leopard gecko. Her name is Lex. I call her Lexplorer. She likes to climb around and like walk on my shoulders and my head. And she's cute for some reason. Leopard geckos are always smiling. Um, my brother, both of my younger brothers have a turtle each in two separate rooms. So we've got two turtles in this house. Uh, we did have a chameleon. He passed as well. What else? What else? What else? I, I, get, I actually think that's it for now. It, it was much more of a zoo not that long ago. Uh, unfortunately, we've had a few of our pets move on and enter the, uh, the pet heaven. But yeah, so we always have tons of pets around here. And I'm definitely more of a dog person, by the way, than a cat person. So uh, although, again, my girlfriend has a cat. Her name is Lily, and I love Lily. But she's really the only one. Most cats, uh, I don't love too much. And they make my eyes itch, so I stay away. And how about sports? Well, I absolutely love to play sports, and I absolutely hate to watch sports. I was an athlete for my whole life. Up through college, I played on a club baseball team. I don't know if you can call us athletes at that point, but 
club baseball. It was still fun. Um, and in my free time, I still like to go to the park, shoot around a little bit. I play some soccer, some ultimate frisbee. Uh, I haven't played baseball really since I left college, but I would still like to do it if I could. Uh, and really any other sports, I just enjoy the feeling of being athletic. Um, and for, you know, for someone my size, I, can, I tend to do okay. Oh, football. I forgot football. I was a wide receiver. I was like the fastest white kid on my team back in high school. Um, I don't remember what they used to call me. Anyway. Yeah, why, what did they... Anyway. I have some good hands, so... Good hands for a white boy, fast for a white boy. I did okay for myself. All right. God, this must be freaking painful to listen to. I can literally hear myself and just how monotone I am because I just can't stand talking about that stupid shit. But it's kind of funny, kind of entertaining. I don't know. What do you think? Let me know. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right, now that we're done introducing ourselves to our entire college class um, because our teacher couldn't bear the uncomfortable silence, um, let's move on to some things that are a little bit deeper, a little bit deeper into my life. So how about we talk a little bit about what I actually do? Yeah, because I think, again, just like my intro, like so many people... So many influencers, so many entrepreneurs, yeah, I'll call them entrepreneurs and like famous people out there. Like they're so unrelatable because they just sit here and they sound like a fucking guru. But at the end of the day, you're like, but what do you actually do? Like, how do you actually make money? Like you don't make that much money off YouTube ads. Like where do you, where do you gross the most revenue? Like, I mean, Gary Vee is probably one of the uh, people who I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't, uh, shit on a little too much here because he has uh, Vayner Media, which I, I think most people actually know and he actually talks about it. So shout out to you, Gary. But like for other people, like does anyone even know what Ty Lopez does other than fucking run 67 steps and dress barn and whatever else he's doing? Mentor, mentor box. Yeah, mentor box. But like, does anyone really know? Does he ever really talk that much about it I, I stopped watching his stuff so long ago so i apologize if i'm talking out my ass but my point is like what do i do we're not here to talk or 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 shit talk any of these people because god bless ty lopez uh he was actually like one of my early inspirations for getting into entrepreneurship because the the content and the lifestyle that he lives is just super interesting to me and I actually admire what he's done, regardless of how he's done it, regardless of what everybody says, you have to give credit where credit is due. And the man works and the man has created a life that he loves, which I genuinely appreciate and admire. So let's just leave that there. I'm not trying to shit on anybody. Just trying to make the point that sometimes we don't even know what these people are doing. So what do I do? I actually work with an IT company, but I'm the non-technical person. So I work on the business end of things. I do some business process management, which is a fancy way of saying I go into different departments. I interview and talk to all of the people in said department. I figure out where the problems are, where the inefficiencies are, and I come up with processes to improve on those existing processes to make things more efficient, to make things more effective, to improve communication between teams and amongst teams. Uh, so I really actually enjoy that stuff because it, it fits directly into what I really, really love to do, 
which is coaching. Uh, because in coaching, it's all about listening to what people have to say, reading into it deeper, and sharing back the information that you found to your clients so that they can hear what's going on and maybe think about it. It, uh, it always goes back to you can't work on it if you're in it. So when people are in the process, it's really difficult for them to to really see what's going on. They're just working every day. They don't really understand, like, why is this going wrong? Why is this going wrong? It's difficult for people to step back when they're in it and actually look at it to figure out how to make it better. So that's where I come in. Uh, I come in with that kind of objective perspective and that third-party view so that I can play back the scenarios that are going on and then offer up my thoughts and my suggestions on how we can make things work better. Of course, I get feedback from the team um, and say, hey, I think it would be better if we do this. In the past, we've done this. This is the outcome. I think if we did this um, based on you know research that I've done or, or just my gut feeling or my experience in other areas, uh, and I would say, hey, I think we should do this. I think this will be the outcome if we do this. Do you see this causing any other problems or any roadblocks for, for making this happen? And if there is, we address them. So I, I, did, I really do enjoy that. Um, but that's only one piece of my job. I also do some sales uh, and some marketing for this company. Um, I also manage the contract and I manage a couple of the relationships with clients. I work with the recruiting team. I kind of do a little bit of everything and a lot, well, a lot of everything, uh, but it's, it's been enjoyable. Um, although I, I don't, truthfully, I don't love work because to me, life is about purpose and, and I feel less in my purpose when I'm working. Um, but you know, I, I, I get to, I get to be an important person in a, in a company with intelligent people. Um, and, and at least make some kind of difference for that company. And that's, that's good enough for now as I use that to fund kind of these things that I actually really love to do, like my coaching, my podcasting, content creation, uh, and really any other project and hobby that I like to do. See, as I'm sitting here now and thinking about this, though, I, I don't know if I'm giving myself enough kudos, right? So I'm 24 years old. Let's just say that. Um, last year, and, and this, take this with a grain of salt, please. I, I work for a tech company. We've got about a hundred employees. We're growing, you know, it's like a multi-million dollar company, but it, it, it's not humongous, right? I'm not working for IBM here, but at 23 years old, I was given the title of director of business development at my company. Um, now, am I really a director of business development? No, honestly, probably not. Like if, if you put me next to, for example, the director of business development at IBM, he'd make me look like a schmuck. But like, let's just consider where, what the experience that I do have, you know, I, I like to pursue and, and stretch myself and work really hard and learn and, and grow and develop. And I put myself in positions that I'm probably not supposed to be in, but that's the place where I learn best, where I experience the most and where I can really develop myself the most. And so last year I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to take over the sales and marketing. I'm going to start, you know, figuring out what our process should be, what tools we should use, uh, who on, on like within our organization can do these things. And, and I get to manage a very small group of two 
or three, depending how you look at it, people in the sales and marketing department. And so I also do the sales calls myself. I write all of the email campaigns for this company. Um, and I get to, to explore the tools like Salesforce. And we used a tool previously called Zoom Info, which is like a B2B contact um, repository. So like any, I could look up the, the, the CEO of your favorite company's direct phone number if I wanted to. I shouldn't say that because like I can't find, um, for example, what's the guy's name uh, uh, for Apple? Why can't I remember that guy's name? Holy crap. Well, you know what I mean. I, I can't, I couldn't find like the really big people's names. Steve Cook, right? That's his name? Or is that a freaking actor? Oh my God. Anyway, pop culture is not my thing. Apparently business culture isn't my thing either, if I can't remember that. But hey, um, so yeah, right? Like I, I, I'm going to practice here to, to, to give myself a little kudos. Oh my God, 17 minutes in, I'm talking a lot. So long story short, I do a lot of stuff, right? And I manage a lot of people. And I'm younger than everybody I manage. Uh, so take that as you will. I think it's kind of cool. I, I think like I've really worked my ass off to be able to be in a position where I can do that. And, and I think one of the key factors that allow me to do that is that I just I focus on my strengths and I, and I use that to my advantage wherever I go. Like my strengths are listening, understanding, learning, and then creating. And so I listen to problems. I understand those problems. I ask more questions to dive deeper into those problems. I come up with some ideas, right? And then I create stuff to make those things, make those problems go away. I literally put out fires all day long and I communicate with people. And anytime there's an issue, I am the moderator. And that allows you to put yourself into a strong leadership position if you're able to listen to the people who work for you slash with you i don't like to use for because they're not working for me we're all working together although there is a hierarchy let's not like be too mushy here there's always a hierarchy and at some point somebody's gonna have to tell you what to do unless you're the boss so long story short is uh, i i use all of my skills to be a better leader and it's put me in a really interesting position at 24 years old to have a lot of responsibilities and manage a lot of things and a lot of different people. And it's kind of just put me in this, this cool place where I think moving forward, no matter where I go or what I do, it was a great experience for me to have that. And so, yeah, I, I think um, kudos, Peter. Congratulations on doing more than you have to. If I was not looking at myself and I saw somebody doing what I did, I'd give them a big old pat on the back and be like, damn, that's freaking awesome. Like, good for you, man. You have no idea how impressive that is. But it's me. So I, I struggle. And I'm not looking for pity either. I'm just exploring my thoughts. So please don't don't like send me messages and be like, yo, you're awesome, incredible. Like, I don't need to hear that, truthfully, because you'll be wasting your breath unless I can accept that for myself. And this goes for everybody. Unless I can accept that for myself and give kudos to myself and appreciate it myself, it doesn't matter what anybody says. Like, that'll never be enough. So please, I mean, you can compliment me. I, I do appreciate it genuinely. And, and it, it's, it means a lot to me that you would go out of your way and take, take time out of your day to do that. 
but don't do it just to make me feel confident in myself. It, and don't do that for anybody ever. Compliment people for, for the genuine reason that you admire and, and respect them. Never because you're trying to make them feel better about themselves in any way, shape, or form. It doesn't help anybody if, if you're just lifting them up and giving them that like assurance that you're doing good. Keep it up. You get you get a little trophy for participating. Like that doesn't help anybody. So again, I appreciate so greatly any any feedback, compliments, uh, inspiration that you get from me. But again, never worry about someone else's confidence because that's up to them. So, and I am confident. For example, for not for example, for reference, I am. Um, but but we all have our struggles. So. All right, I'm good. I'm going to move on now because I'm just fucking babbling. Yeah, let's talk about some of the other things that I do, right? Like, obviously, I, hey, guys, newsflash, I do some podcasting. Oh, yeah, if you didn't know that already, please, please leave. Please leave. I'm joking. I need listeners. Please stay. It's okay. Um, so what are some of the other things that I do? I, I've probably talked about these things briefly, but never at length and... I might have to cut this podcast podcast <laughs> podcast episode into a couple of different sections because um, I might be talking here for a while. But what are some of the other things that I do um, professionally? Let's call it professionally. So professionally, I, I do this podcast, right? Which which genuinely has become my passion. I, I really enjoy this, and I want this to be something that ends up taking most of my time at some point. I'm not yet there. In fact, I'm not even close to being there, but that's okay. It is the dream right now. Um, I'm also a coach. So, and I don't mean a sports coach. I mean, and I don't mean a life coach either because all these things have silly connotations. I'm a coach. Okay. So let's say you're having a rough go of it, or let's say you're freaking successful as shit, but you need or want somebody who could be there to support you and keep you accountable to the things that you say you're going to do. Well, that's where I come in. And truthfully, I'm freaking good at it because I'm so passionate about what other people are doing and other people's progress and success. I genuinely don't believe there's another person out there who invests more emotionally, mental, mentally, um, time-wise, monetary-wise, whatever, whatever you want to call it financially. Yeah, there you go. I, I don't think there's another person out there who is willing to, to support people in the way that I do as generously as I do I'm really here for you like I'm here for the people that I work with always and they are the most important thing to me I could care less and listen people got to get paid so don't take this the wrong way but I could care less about money fuck that's not really true I care a lot about money too but when it comes to people how about we keep it it's like Ben like Ben Shapiro like you have to you have to define the rules of this engagement. We cannot argue without rules. There has to be rules surrounding this debate. There has to be rules surrounding everything I say. Otherwise, I'll go off on freaking tangents all day about how, well, it's not really true. Well, it is really true. Well, it couldn't be true in this scenario. So in this scenario, it's true. When it, when it has to do with people, I could care less about money. I just want people to succeed because I want the world to be a better place. And I really, I, like it, it inspires me and I get so much more gratification 
from seeing people succeed and improve than I do from seeing money come into my bank account. I don't really spend that much money. Like, there's not a lot to spend money on, in my opinion. I'd love to travel the world. Like, that's what that's what's important to me, right? Like, those those fuck the the what do you call them? Materialistic bullshit. Like, I don't care what car you drive. I've met I've met people who drive nineteen twenty two. Well, that's a classic, so that's probably expensive. I've met people who drive shitty cars who are absolutely incredible people who inspire the shit out of me. And I've met people who drive a Rolls Royce who I think are absolute losers and schmucks and have no business driving a car because that car represents status. And in my opinion, they suck. So to me, that shit doesn't mean anything. Anyway, I'm ranting again, but these things get me going. So what else do I do? I do literally freaking everything like like anything there is to learn. I like to learn it. So, I don't know, at some point in my teenage years, we were like repainting my house and I learned how to paint and I learned how to tape things up and make nice clean lines and I learned how to use spackle and fill holes to make it and sand them, of course, to make it look flat and smooth so that you don't see anything. I've learned to cover up stains and and do all of that stuff that comes along with painting. I've learned some tips and some tricks along the way and... And I was like, man, one eventually I, I was just like, hey, I, I could paint like and then I started a paint, quote unquote, painting business, um, which is literally just like people through word of mouth hear that I'm a painter and they're like, oh, my God, can you paint my house? I've been looking for somebody and I go and I paint their house. So. Um, so, yeah, I'm a, I'm a painter. I can work on cars, kind of not really. I shouldn't even say that. But like if there's a problem, I could figure it out one way or the other. I always change my own oil, if that means anything to you, um, for all you car guys. Like, like I hate it. One time, last time I, I changed my oil, I took it to somebody else to do it because I was lazy and I needed it to get done right away. And I didn't feel like getting under the car. And they used the goddamn impact gun to put my, my, my bolt back in the oil pan. And so, yeah, the next time I went to change my oil, I need a, a freaking tire iron to get that thing out. I'm like, you're not supposed to tighten it with an impact gun, all right? I don't need it to be 100 newton meters of, of, of force to undo a bolt. Jerk off. Anyway, don't use an impact gun to change your oil, please. Um, what else do I do? Coaching, painting, podcasting, business managed process business process management uh professionally i guess those are the things that i really do to make money i also do like handiwork like little things like i could change shower heads and faucets and all of that stuff but those are like far and few in between and really not that cool oh gardening landscaping i could do some of that stuff too Man, I don't know. I just like anything that is an opportunity for me to learn a new skill. Like I do it and somehow end up trying to monetize it. So there you go. Those are just some of the things. I'm sure there are other things that I can't really think of off the top of my head because they're not important to me. They're just things that I do for extra cash um, to fuel these kinds of things that I really love to do. Um, that's the theme of my life at this moment. So, so yeah, those are some of the things professionally that I do. Um, how about for enjoyment? I mean, I love going to the gym 
It's been my love for a long, long time. Even before I started going to the gym, I loved exercise. I was an athlete, like I said, and um, like I was, I was 12, 12 years old and like every morning I would wake up and I, and I thought this was cool. I, I thought I was like really doing something. I really wasn't, but maybe I was, maybe I was building a foundation at that point even, but I would, I would do like 20 pushups every morning when I woke up, get on my level. So 20 pushups, 20 crunches and like 10 pull-ups. And I was like, yeah, that's right. I'm crushing it. And, and, and then like, I was just a super active person. So I would ride my bike all over the place. So my legs got stronger, play football, basketball, baseball, frisbee, whatever. So I, I love, love, love act, being physically active. I, I really don't care what it is like hiking, kayaking, uh, sports, man, anything, waterfall, rappelling, like, like if it's active, I probably love it. I'm trying to think if there's any contradictions to that statement, but that's not the point. All right. So what else do I love to do? I am a fish tank hobbyist. Uh, there's something about it that's like peaceful and, and I, I get to tinker and like let my mind wander and give it a break for a little while from processing and, and, and thinking so much. So like I said, I've got two fish tanks, a 55 gallon and a three gallon. Uh, they're both planted tanks, which means they have real live plants in them, which when I first figured out you could do that in your house, I was like, are you serious? Like, it is so cool to look into this window and just have like an enclosed ecosystem with fish and plants and, and dirt or substrate, depends how you like to call it. And, and like some of the plants actually flower. Like, did you know f plants can flower underwater? I didn't know that. So it's really cool. I enjoy that as well. Um, and there's a whole world of aquascaping. That's what it's called, aquascaping out there. And I am not an aquascaper, although I enjoy aquascaping. The things that people can do in a fish tank to make it look like an actual like ecosystem and environment is so cool. And you should check it out. Just Google aquascaping and look how beautiful the tanks are. Like it is literally art. Um, so that's another thing that I like to do on the side. Here's a really interesting one that I, I don't think anyone looking at me or even talking to me would ever imagine in a million years. I like rap and I am not a rapper. Okay. I don't rap. I don't write raps, but I listen to rap and I love rap. Like I watch the breakdown videos all the time, like Stevie Knight, Knox Hill, uh, Ernest the third or the third Ernest. I don't remember what his channel is. I love listening to those guys break down bars and, and like they talk about um, on like triple entendres, double entendres. They talk about wordplay and they talk about cadence and they talk about flows and they, they like break down the lyrics and the metaphors. And they say like, Oh man, in this song, they said this. And then this song, they said this and they connect. And then like my favorite artist is NF. I started listening to NF, I don't even know how long ago, but way back before he got really popular. Um, you all have probably heard one of his songs, Let You Down, I think was like one of his, yeah, Let You Down was like one of his really, really big ones that actually got radio time. Um, I don't listen to the radio, so I never heard it on the radio, but that's what I hear that, that like that blew up. 
Um, but Nate, like Nate does more than just rap. Uh, he's, he's kind of a lot like me, or I should say I'm a lot like him where he always has to dive deeper into a thought. In fact, one of the lyrics in one of his songs is, yeah, yeah, mental health. Where's my mental health? Diagnosed with OCD. What does that mean? We'll gather round. That means I obsessively obsess on things I think about. That means I might take a normal thought and think it's so profound. So, yeah, literally, like, please don't don't listen to me try to rap. But, like, I take a normal thought, and I think it's so profound. And I thought that was normal, and I thought that was, like, what people do. And then I realized, oh, shit. That's not that normal. Like, I like look at a, I look at like a, a leaf. And I'm like, wow, look at that leaf. Just imagine what, what goes into making that leaf and the color and all of that stuff. And then I think, obviously, you guys listen to this, right? Listen to the things that I talk about. And you literally see my thought process. And ultimately, you probably see my thought process at a high level because I have to curb it and I have to like tie it up and be like, don't go so deep and don't go so far down the rabbit hole because I'll talk for five hours about one thing and no one, not no one wants to hear it, but like, come on, we can't do that. We can't, we can't just go, we have to make things purposeful and talk about things that help you. And so I try to structure the episodes a little bit, but yeah, I love, I love rap. So, uh, and you guys are gonna, you guys are gonna think I'm, um, such a like typical white person here. But like, Token happens to be a white rapper. NF happens to be a white rapper. Eminem happens to be a white rapper. But then there's this guy called Dax. I don't know if all any of you know Dax. So Dax was underground. Dax is not a white rapper, but Dax is pretty freaking crazy. Like. His, his songs are really cool. He just recently put out one. It was 10 minutes of, of like 10 minutes, a one cut video, a one cut, like he rapped straight through for 10 minutes. It was insane. And, and I think it was called like the next rap God or something. And then there's, um, Hobson and Hobson's another one of my favorite artists and Hobson as well is not a white rapper. Um, but yeah, like all of these guys, like they, they take, and, and I don't listen too much to classic rap, if that's, if you could call that a genre, like old time rap, like Biggie and Tupac uh, and Andre 3000. I, I might enjoy some of it if I really got into it because apparently they were, they were actually good. Like they actually rapped and they, they didn't just mumble like a lot of the shit that goes on today. But um, but yeah, so without getting too much further into it, I, I really genuinely enjoy it. Um, and, and it inspires me to watch their creative process because I love seeing people be creative and see, watching the things that they can build and create and, and the passion that comes out in, in artists. And so, you know, it's interesting when I talk about entrepreneurs, um, I, I think, I think I, I should be a little more clear and moving forward. I, I'm, I think I will be, but when I talk about entrepreneurs, I don't really mean like people who start kind of generic businesses and like, and that's cool. Like it's okay if you do that and like you want to do that, um, like drop shipping or whatever. But, 
But like I, I look for people who are creative and they don't have to be doing novel things. They don't have to be doing things that have never been done before. But people who take something and put their own creative twist on it and like express themselves through their craft. So like rap or um, art. For example, my friend Anthony DeLucia, who paints shoes like sneakers and cleats for professional athletes, um, he actually paints them for anyone, right? So you don't have to be a professional athlete to work with him, but he, he's amazing. And watching his creativity come out in his craft, it's a piece of him in every shoe he makes. And, and I think those kinds of things are just incredible. And it gets me really, really passionate. Um, so, so yeah, that's, I mean, that's even, it's an interesting thing to talk about too, right? Like, the things that make me passionate or get me like that bring me the most joy that get me the most excited are literally watching other people's passions come out and, and come to fruition and watching people explore their, their deeper thoughts and take that and put it into this, this either physical or tangible product or creative product, like a video, a movie, um, a song, any photography, paintings, anything like young creative entrepreneurs. And that could be storytelling and writing. That could be creative marketing. That could be creative product design. That, can, that could be any form of just being creative, being creative with your thoughts, being creative with your words, with, with, your, um, with your presentation. Anything where people are creative brings me passion like I get passionate when I see people express themselves through creativity because I'm curious and I like to learn and I really like to dive deeper into things and so when I see people dive deeper and when I see people have that like aha moment or or that that connection with themselves on a deeper level that brings me the most passion and joy so I, I think this is always an important thing to talk about um, and I guess I can't go an episode without talking about something like this but struggle right what is my biggest struggle currently well my biggest struggle currently is creating from an authentic place I think there's a lot of people I know I shouldn't say I think I know there are a lot of people who create content and who get out here and they post content every day, every week, whatever it is. And they might actually be completely authentic, but I know there are people out there who plan their content weeks in advance. And there are people who write out scripts for every episode and every piece of content they do. And those are, that's good. Like it's a good practice to do those things. But for me, when I'm not being authentic, when I'm not coming kind of off the cuff and, and talking in flow, I, I struggle a lot. Um, and because I do so many different things and because work keeps me really, really busy and quite frankly drains my energy, I struggle to create from an authentic place at times. And, and so I want to create more and I want to create regularly um, but it, it's really challenging for me to sit down and, and do it sometimes because 
I get really fatigued and tired and not like physically tired, but like mentally and emotionally and spiritually tired. And so, so sitting down to do episodes like this can be challenging and I'm trying to work through how to fix that and how to make that easier because I love doing this and it brings me joy and, and it brings me happiness and I get excited once I've finished getting started again like every time so like i'll do this on a saturday today is saturday as i'm recording this i'll i'll edit it i'll put it out there and then monday comes around and i start work and then my energy is just like zapped and like monday afternoon comes around and i'm like all right like i could maybe sit down and think about it a little bit and i can i can work on it a little bit and i could do other things and so i found some other things that i can do for the podcast that aren't actually recording that are less, I'd, less I'd call it less emotionally or spiritually or passion driven, like researching how to grow the podcast or how to make it sound better, editing tips or trying to connect with interesting individuals um, and researching these individuals and maybe trying to, like I started putting together a charter or a roster of like the guests that I want to have on the show. And so that kind of stuff I could do during the week when I'm kind of emotionally and spiritually fatigued because I'm already in that business mind. And so as I'm in that business mind, I can do more business-esque things, which are kind of the administrative things that go behind the scenes. But in terms of creating, like really sitting down to create, it's a, it's a big struggle for me. If I'm not feeling like creating, then I don't trust nor enjoy what comes out of my mouth um, and so that, that has been a struggle of mine lately. And to me, the, the, not the only way out, but my preferred way out would be to do this full time or at least more time so that this becomes the primary thing. And, and I get to focus on what I really love and cause this fuels me this, like, you know how some things like you've got. You've got things that drain your tank and you've got things that that fill your tank. And this fills my tank and along with some other things I do in life. But I, I want to do more of that. And it's a struggle when you're not financially there yet to allow yourself to just focus on something like this. When you're not when you're not in a position to do something that fuels you mentally, spiritually and emotionally because you have to focus on something that that fuels your finances because you have to survive like that's the world we live in you have to make money to survive and and so that like i said that's been my biggest struggle um but at the same time i i find like i i think if it wasn't for having stuff like this that i really love to do then i would be so absolutely miserable like i I wake up and I get to look forward to doing this. And every week I get to think about it and I get to look forward to it. And, and, I, and when I get to create it and it brings me that joy, it's like it recharges my batteries and helps me move, move forward and continue to do the things that I have to do in order to do more of the things that I want to do. So this was just, a, it was just a, a, an episode where I could talk a little bit about myself and give you insight into what's actually going on in my life and a little bit more about me so that you have some context as you listen to the things I say um, and, and where I am. And I don't know if I did such a great job as 
positioning myself in in a way that makes me seem more credible but i but i hope just the fact that i'm willing to say that makes me more credible um because i th- i think a lot of people talk through their ass and like they they they're frauds like they think i feel like i'm talking a lot of shit this episode but these are really the problems that I, that i see going on around me and it they bother me and i never i always want to be the change that i want to see in the world and so everything that I see that I think is wrong, I try to be the opposite. And I want to be authentic. And I want you to know where I'm really coming from. And I want you to know that anything that you're going through, I, I'm probably going through or I have gone through myself. And like I'm walking the real journey here. I'm not looking to play games or like... Like I... Here, for example, when I started this episode, I, I my first... Not my first thought. My first thought was, let me make an episode about who I am. My next thought was, how am I going to frame this episode? How am I going to, you know, how am I going to position it? And there were two options. There, One option was be completely, genuinely authentic and honest and say, I've come up with some questions that I'm going to ask myself and think about myself because I don't have a lot of people who are listening, Right which is the truth. This podcast is is young and it's small and that's okay. And that doesn't mean it's any less valuable. People just haven't found it yet. Or the second option was I can position this and make it sound like I have more listeners than I do. And I've been getting tons of emails and questions sent to me. And, and so I'm going to sit here and I'm going to answer those questions that people that are, that don't exist have asked me. And now Traditional marketing would have you believe that number two is a better option for growth because it creates a sense of, of what would we call it, importance or, or like it creates some kind of excitement behind the podcast because, oh, there are tons of people listening to it. I should listen to it. They call it FOMO, fear of missing out. So it's a, it's a marketing tactic used everywhere. You can see it in so many places. FOMO. Like, they want you to feel like if you're not using this product or listening to this podcast or watching this movie or doing this thing, then you're missing out. And there's so many people out there who love it. But, like, just think about it for one moment. It has to start somewhere. And it ha- like there, there is always a point in time where every idea has a net zero uh, audience impact profit etc and and so anyway my my point is i I want it to be authentic and the choices that i make um push me in that direction always like authenticity and honesty and integrity are are very strong and important values to me and so that's the reason that i chose to frame this episode honestly and authentically which is i don't have people asking me questions but if I did have people asking me questions, I'd imagine they might want to know some of these things. And you know what? Whether or not it makes people fear missing out or or feel like they need to listen to this because other people are listening to this, let's be totally honest. Like, who do I want to surround myself with? Who do I want to have as my audience? Do I want my audience to be people? And guys, please take this with a grain of salt because we all fall into it. I have FOMO about tons of things and that's 
because people are good at their job and they know how to market. But I don't want people who are like sheeple following me just because they think other people are. That's that's BS. Like, don't I don't want it to be because of the hype. I would love there to be hype surrounding the podcast, but not because other people are listening to it. I want it to be because there's genuine value to be given here and and genuine value for you to be gotten and and like that's why people should come and listen i don't want people who are here because somebody or they think other people are here like fucking go watch something else it's mindless and and like i don't know i don't i don't know just don't be here if if that's why you're here be here because you want to be here because you get real value because this is important and impactful to you like f all the other shit honestly like let's let's be genuine let's be authentic let's be let's be real here that's another reason i love nf by the way his his line like his tagline his slogan is literally nf real music he talks about real shit and that's what i want to do here too so yeah I, I anyway i appreciate you all i really do you know this this was I, as you can tell it's actually difficult for me and when i start talking about myself i go into sort of a monotone kind of place because I, I don't look at myself as being extremely interesting i'm working on it guys I'm, I'm working on it all right i'm working on it but but i don't like as you can tell i get more excited when i talk about things that i'm passionate about like like the people that i surround myself with like all of you who listen like the things that i see in this world that are exciting i, I don't get excited when i talk about my job or or like why i'm super cool or like why i why I can lift more weights than you. Like, I don't get excited about that shit because I don't think it adds value to the world. I think it's just more of the same. Like, like, do I want you to feel like you're missing out because you don't live my lifestyle? Or do I want you to feel included and a part of, a part of my life and a part of this, um, this, let me call it a movement, right? Of authenticity and of truth and integrity. Do I want you to feel ostracized because you're not like me? Or do I want you to feel welcomed because you are like me? I want you to feel like you're like me because you are. I'm like you. There are things that you've gone through in your life that I haven't, that I could learn from you. And the best leaders, whether it seems like it or not, I would bet that the best leaders in this world, whether they're famous or not, they always are the student. Like, you ever hear, be the dumbest person in the room? If you go into a room and you, like, you listen, like, let's say, take the, the top 10 richest people in the world. Go into that room, okay? You're the, you are number one. You are the richest person in the world. But you've got the other nine next richest people in the world. If you go in there and you start preaching about how you're the richest person in the world, and and like you 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 know how to do all of these things and this is how you make money and this is your strategy well guess what you're giving away everything that you have and you're gaining nothing which is okay and listen if i was the richest person in the world i'd share the wealth but the the point of the analogy is to say if you go into the room thinking that you're the dumbest person in the room you can learn so much from the people around you whether you are smarter or are not smarter quote-unquote smarter or having more experience or less experience than these people because the truth is their experiences are different and you can learn from examining and listening and understanding to 
listening to and understanding different perspectives and different experiences. And those can empower you to move forward and get bigger. So how about we try to balance those two things, balance the sharing and the giving that you do and balance the being the dumbest person in the room, metaphorically, not literally, to learn and educate yourself and gain more experience and more more perspective on how to improve your life and yourself moving forward. That is some good shit. I like that. There you have it, everybody. Thank you all so much for being here with me and listening. You know, I don't get to talk about myself a lot, so it's really awesome to be able to sit here and just kind of talk about me a little bit. I, I don't I don't get, like I said, I don't do that too often. It's been an experience for me. Uh, it helps me. It, it helps me understand myself better. It helps me, you know, because we're, we're all trying to get to that point where we can speak about ourselves and give ourselves kudos for the things that we do well and be honest about the things that we don't. And, and I stand for that. So thank you for giving me that opportunity. And thank you for sitting here and listening to it, no matter how maybe silly and monotone it might've gotten in some points. You know, I, I think there's something interesting to be said about watching somebody go through a process. You're like a fly on the wall looking in, like you get to just sit here next to me as I'm thinking and, and hear my real live thoughts about what's going on. So again, thank you all so much for listening. Please write to me and let me know your thoughts. Let me know if you're going through any of the same things. Let me know if you're interested in any of the same things that I am. We could talk about those things. It's fun to do. You know, it's always nice to connect with people who enjoy the same things, who are interested in the same things, who can grow along with you uh, in this life of ours. So email me some questions that you might have, any topics that you want me to cover, or maybe if you'd like to come onto the show and discuss something with me, it would be wonderful to have you here, um, to hear your thoughts, to hear the things that you're passionate about and excited about, and so that I can pr help promote you and the things that you do, because that is what gets me the most excited. So as always, please share this with somebody who might feel like they're alone in this life, who needs a little bit of assurance that there are other people out there who like the things that they like, who want to do the things that they want to do, who feel the same as they do. Again, I really hope this was a window into my, myself a little bit more so that you can gain a better understanding of why I think the way I do, why I do the things that I do. So be a leader for somebody, share this episode with them if they can get value out of it, and go ahead and give me a rating over on Apple Podcast. Um, follow me wherever you listen to the podcast. And check me out on Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, email. And I'd be more than happy to chat. So until next time, everybody, just keep being you. Keep walking that journey. Keep inspiring those around you by leading by example. And remember, my friends, stay authentic.